Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Cal C on Cell Sharav Radio. Uh, welcome back to the Av Podcast, uh, where we're going to be talking about the first half of the of the NBA season so far. Um, I'm joined by my uh, friend of the podcast, past guest of the of the first. I guess third of the NBA season podcast that we did first uh, third of the season wrap up, Mr. Anthony Bachelor, uh, the quote unquote officially the Hoffa of the Durham College basketball program. How you doing today, sir? And congratulations officially. I know I told you that already, but now it's official. Now, now you got your plaques, you got your rings and things, all that shit. How you doing? <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. How'd you feel actually before we get into that? How'd you feel, man? Getting, getting the, uh, getting that status. I mean, it's still something in the works. Still kind of sinking in. I haven't really felt it, but you know, the more I keep playing basketball with you guys every Sunday, mm-hmm. I appreciate it even more because I realize that I don't have that type of, uh, that type of energy no more. So. uh <laughs> Yeah, neither do I. I. I don't either. <laughs> I say back in the day, I ain't that old, but feels it though. Feels like it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's that's big though, man. Regardless, that's still big. So, so you know, you you half for you half for a reason. So, yeah, appreciate you know, it. Congratulations, man. But I mean, you know, it's funny you bring up uh, our run there. We we both happened to miss the All Star game. Uh, right. The uh, the quote unquote from what we heard, the whack ass All Star game. Uh, so I mean, what do you think they should do with it at this point? I mean, before we get started on the first half of the season, but like at this point, like what do you, what do you think they should do with it at this point? Should should we cancel it? Like what, where should we go well, from here with this thing? I don't think we should cancel it, but there's got to be a major revamping of, or 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 some sort of deep conversation or something. But like, I mean, it's been ridiculous, but it sounded like it was even way worse for a team to score 200 points. I mean, come on, man, that's like that's beyond stupid. Yeah, I mean, well, I think what one of the one of the main points they said that that happened in that game was they said Luca took a, a half court shot. I think he hit out like the top of the backboard, something like that, something crazy. Like, I'm like, come on, man. I, I think at that point now it's just getting out of hand. But what can we do to revamp this? Honestly, I, I think you got to find a way to get these guys back in into the game to where they're actually, you know, they're connected. Where it's not just yeah, I'm just here. I'm just here to show up, man. Uh, you know. I'm doing my due diligence as a as a professional athlete, so I'm not seeing no fines or money taken out of my pocket for not being here and being what I signed up for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, almost in the sense where, like, with the playing, uh, a lot of people, I know some people still don't really agree with the whole playing thing. I like it. I feel that, you know, with the playing, a lot of people uh, or a lot of teams, players, they come with the energy like, like, hey, listen, man, we're not good enough, maybe, so uh, you know, so to say, to make a uh, the AC, but we might be able to squeak in by hopping in on the 10 spot and then trying to make our way in from there because all we need is one, right. right? So now you have that different kind of energy. It was like, man, we just need one game. And and then and take it from there. So I feel like the, the All-Star game is, is going to need that type of that type of energy. If they got to do it by way of money, man, maybe got to do that, but there's only so much money you can give away. I think maybe they got to try to use a different format or something where they're forced to kind of keep that competitive edge. And maybe, I don't know that the rising stars, like they have the, they have, they have that target score. I think they did it a couple of times 
mm-hmm. with All Star Game where they had the target score. If they put that in, I think it might kind of resurrect that competitive edge. But yeah, I'm not really too sure. And the funny thing is, because I remember for years I didn't watch the the rookie game either because I thought it was just it was the same kind of thing. And then when you, well, at least I watched some of it. I wish I watched a little bit of it, a little bit of it on uh, on on Friday, and it was actually pretty competitive. Yeah, it was actually. I would say it was very competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so to see the rookie game being taken more seriously than the actual all-star game, the the, the thing that guys work so hard for, for the, the thing that guys basically put on their resume. That's like that's like a great attention thing. Like, hey, I'm Cal I'm Cal C, I'm an eight time all star. Like that's what you lead with. That this so I mean this so that nomination, that nod to get to be able to play in that game is major. It's used for all the clout. Like Financially, you're gonna get more more money. You know what I mean, just for making an all star. Especially if you're like, uh, you're you're starting in the all star game. Like, there's all these escalators that hit when you get to this thing. So yeah. when you get to the game now, and to be half, not even I can't even say half assing it because it's not even half ass anymore. Like quarter half, quarter <laughs> assing it. Like it's, dude, it's 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 it, to me it's ridiculous and. It's it's funny because I know one of the reasons you kept hearing is like you know these guys are like they want to get paid more money to play in this game, which again I'm like you're you're fighting all this time. Guys get pissed when they get snubbed. So yep. how are you getting pissed when you get snubbed and then wanting more money to actually play in the game? Right. So, so that to me doesn't make any sense. Uh, the yep. other part is too. It's like, um, I don't know, man. Like Badge, I've I've been watching. The All Star Weekend, honestly, because especially because of my two older brothers, I've been watching All Star Weekend since I want to say something was probably about six, seven years old. Right. Like I can remember the literally, I can remember the All Star Game from like the mid '80s. Like I can tell you, like how Isaiah and Magic used to like control the tempo of all those All Star games. That's what made the, the the games back in the day great. And and honestly, you you could just YouTube it. It's not even like me just talking out of my ass like you could just youtube it and watch like they just control the tempo you know what i mean like as as two great point guards but like even though that kind of went away and i mean those guys are like transformative generational players so you it's hard to follow their lead but at the same time at least the game was still competitive you know what i mean some years are better than others like you know i'm sure you remember like iverson I think back in DC when the game went to overtime and he went crazy and you know yeah, what I mean and like nuts. yeah, yeah he like went the, nuts. was that yeah he went nuts that that was that that was the east that east comeback yeah that's right that's right that's right you had that you had um um I mean there's 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 been some good pretty good or, or the good all star games like the like the one to me I think one of the recent ones that was pretty legendary was um was when Kobe was challenging LeBron one on one and LeBron passed it off. And everybody went crazy on on LeBron for passing it off because they wanted that one on one, or at least Kobe wanted that one on one matchup, right? Like, right. but those are like the competitive things. But to me, I think I was even mentioning this to you earlier. I'm like, to me, I think it started going down because people try to figure out when it started going down. My own theory is I think when you're the best player in the league, or like one of the the least of the faces of the league, like not even if it's more than one person, like yeah. you kind of dictate how that moves and for generations we never really challenged that right like guys just came and played and i think to me the last all-star game that kobe played in before he got hurt before the one in toronto right so i think it was 2013 i have to look this up in 2013 that was his last like healthy season before he tore his achilles right Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And up until that point, the All-Star games were com- were competitive. Whether it was blowouts or not, at least the first couple of quarters, you knew guys were coming to play, right? Right. And after that All-Star game, I think he got hurt. Well, actually, yeah, he tore his Achilles. He didn't play in 2014. That one was still semi-competitive. That was still pretty good. And I looked it up. I think Kyrie won MVP of that of that one. It was still pretty competitive. But okay. 20, 2015 is when you started seeing the, the shitload of three-point shots and the score getting out of whack. And then ever since that point, there's really only been two All-Star games since 2015 that's been, like, watchable, which is uh, 2018 when I think they that's when they changed it up and, and made the, the two leading vote getters of each conference, the captains, and they had to, you know, pick their own pick their own squad like um, like a backyard kind of like backyard kind of scrimmage, that type of thing. Or black yeah. type type of scrimmage. So right. that happened and okay, fine. Like you're gonna do that, you wanna change it up. Okay, but it's because the last three, four years it was shit. So they they had to try to do something to kind of save it. Cause this is the All Star Game is the is the marquee event. It's is basically the NBA's version of the Super Bowl, right? Like it's the, that's like the marquee event for the NBA for the season. You know what I mean? So so you can't like that's like the money maker. That's one. That's like the biggest event. You can't mess that up, right? So 2018 was the year I think that the first year they did that it was competitive then, and I think in 2020 when uh, a few weeks after Kobe died, they had the All Star Game and they put the Elam ending and. And then everybody played hard. I guess it was just to invoke the spirit of Kobe, right? That right. And that game was great. That was like a double overtime or overtime. Like that All Star game was really good. But ever since then, it's been it's been shittier and shittier and shittier and shittier to the point like, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we we didn't even watch it. We we hooped instead. We didn't care to watch it. <laughs> we didn't care to watch it. I came home and I just said, you know what? Let me see what the score is. I didn't even look on the TV. I just looked on my phone. And I, did that? I, I, didn't, I didn't even do that. You didn't even do that? Back, nah. I scrolled and I saw 104 to 89 at halftime. And I just said, yep. I just, <laughs> I didn't even bother. Well, I, I think I found out the, the next day because I went to work the next, the next morning. And then everyone was talking about it. And I remember someone had mentioned it to me before the game even started on Sunday. And they, they vividly said, listen, I just want a yes or no. Or on the, uh, or just it's over or under. Just tell me yes or no. He's like over or under on three. Uh, I forgot the number. It was something. It was something insane. It was like three fifty nine or something like that. And I'm like three fifty. I was like, what are you talking about? What over or under is that? Three fifty nine. And he's like, he was like, man, it's for All Star game. I said the NBA All Star game. The over under is at three fifty nine. He's like, yeah. I said, oh my gosh. I'm even if I was even thinking about watching this game, I'm really not watching them. That is crazy. That means right. someone someone is definitely going to hit over two hundred points in. Right. At that point, no. Okay, listen. I mean. I'm all for getting buckets and everything, but there's got to be some defense somewhere. No, it, it has to be some sort of resistance. And to me, it's like that's what makes the all-star game what it is because at a certain point, like, you know, the first quarter, it's the effect of, of, of the showmanship kicks in, right? Like you want to show all your, your trick passes, fancy mm-hmm. dunks, your moves, you know what I mean? Like the handles, you want to break somebody down. Like you're going to do all your fancy shit, all your tricks. You're going to take up, like empty your bag the first quarter. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially if you're starting. But by like the third or fourth quarter, it's like, no, the, the 10 best players on the court is going to play. And that shit means something. That's like, because that's usually like a snapshot of where guys are. Where they're in their career that season where it's like, okay, you know, like Shea's playing, you know, Luca's playing, you know, this one's playing, that one's playing. And now it's a real matchup. So it's like, 
okay, whether I won or lost, it's like, okay, Shay would be like, well, yo, I got I got Lillard today. Mm-hmm. Lillard can't say shit to me. I got him in the All-Star game. The whole world saw that I broke him down for, for 28 points. Mm-hmm. You know, I scored 15 in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be something like that. Like, guys could walk away, like, at least that badge of honor. But these guys are looking at it like, you know, the, I, I don't want to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to look it on. Like, they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to hurt their brand. Or they don't want to physically get hurt in the All-Star game. And outside of Kobe getting his nose broke by, by Dwayne Wade, which was number one, that was born out of competitiveness. And two, Kobe stayed and played the, and finished the game. Yeah. Right? So outside of that one time, how much, how much debilitating injuries have you seen even from you, I know you're you're younger than me, but even for you, have you ever seen any Achilles torn? Somebody blew their knee in an All Star game? Like, whenever you see ever seen a serious injury, it's never it's never happened. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that no, before. No, it's never happened. So when guys keep saying all oh, the it's the injuries and you know like we don't want to get hurt, it's a long season, and it's like well, what are you talking about? Who gets hurt in an All Star game? Right. Like it, I don't know, man. It's I, I like see, it's generational. It's generational, man. I think. With this whole load management talk, and I know a lot of people like, you know, they they they, they talk about certain people, certain teams. Honestly, I, there's only one team I want to blame for this whole load management thing. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. You know, Popovich first started off, but I I don't think Popovich did it in a way to where he was trying to hurt the league. He was doing it for the benefit of his own players because he was trying to win. And they were they were older team at the time. Right, so people forget that. Like the ex- Duncan was ex- like in his eighteenth, nineteenth. Like they're trying to do that to preserve them guys. Right. So then now, by being smart in terms of okay, I gotta, I gotta reserve my, I gotta preserve my my players so that they're effective in playoffs because we're trying to, we're trying to win the whole thing. It turned into something even. It just got out of hand. So now you got teams where like, yeah, I'm gonna sit you because, um, you know what? It's more of a because now I gotta protect my asset. Mm-hmm. I can't be paying you hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you're going to, and, and, and somehow you seem to keep getting hurt all the time. So you know what? I'm going to sit you this amount of games because I heard something from some person that is in the medical world somewhere that said, you know what? If they don't play this many games and it's traveling so forth and so forth, so many times within a week, and you're playing so many games, you know what? You might be able to keep this player for a whole season, and they'll be able to make your money back because you got to follow the money. That's all it's about. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the money, right? Yeah. So I feel like the importance is in is shifted in the wrong direction. It's no longer about the game in terms of hoping. Man, it's all about, man, listen, how much money can I generate? And then what can we do next year after that? Because at the end of the day, I don't think these owners really care about the players. Yeah. And now you also see the power kind of shifting with the players as well, where they're like, well, I make you money. So you're gonna make sure I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you pay me money. So it's almost like a, it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. And I think until they figure that out, it's gonna be the same thing. I mean, we got players now coming in where you know the game is now all about the three game three ball, and you know we can thank Steph for that. I mean, mind you, I'm not hating on him for that. No. He, he's completely molded the game into you know behind the three point line now, and it's 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 amazing what he's done. Because a lot of people didn't believe in him, especially with those those ankle injuries that he he got early in the season. Yep. You know, a lot of people were questioning, man, how how they gonna get, how they gonna have this guy? They gonna draft him over and, and try to have him play over Monte Ellis? Man, that's crazy. But you know, with him, uh, he's a walking testimony. Like he 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 proved 
everybody wrong. And he showed out Minnesota. And I still can't believe Minnesota did that. But still, you know, <laughs> um, he, he basically said, he said, no, I'm that guy, you know. And for him to, you know, completely shift the whole game to where, where it is now, I mean, it's amazing. You know, like LeBron is the face of the league, but I feel like Steph Curry, man, he's done so much where the game is at now. He doesn't get enough credit. Because now we're all like, uh, how many people you see now nowadays in the gyms? They're coming in. They're just jacking up threes. I don't think anybody tries to go to the hole anymore. Yeah. No one's trying to get contact, right? Yeah. So it's it's crazy. I mean, until they figure this out, they figure the money out. Maybe when this new TV rights deal comes through, maybe they'll be able to figure it out. But the thing is, too, even with the even with that that new deal coming in, like I think this hurts it, right? Because like if, so? this, if this, well, I'm saying because. And it's weird because I saw I saw this, um, the news I think today where they said that the the All Star Game actually actually viewed was like a, it was a twenty percent increase from last year, which I don't understand how that's even possible. I'm but, still not for that. Yeah, that, I don't even know if I believe that. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But that's that's <laughs> what the, that's according to the Nielsen rates and all the uh, all, all the different type of apps and all that stuff that that kicks in. Like, it's it was actually twenty percent. I don't even know how that's even possible. But yeah. But I think part of it is I think because again it's a marquee event. If if I if I'm like if you're trying to sell it to me and I'm Amazon, why would I want to give you five hundred million dollars to, to to show to to put the All Star Game on my app when I know that it's gonna be played like shit? Right. You know what I mean? Like or the All Star Weekend. It's like if, like I'm gonna be paying you like a billion dollars, and it's like and and these guys don't want to play in it. Like why would I want to do that? So like, you, you know what I think it is. I think it's, it might just be our generation that's saying that. Yeah, maybe, and and you know what? There's some truth to that because, as much as you want to blame the players, it's a generational thing. To your point, because you look at all the other sports, all their all star games are shit too. <laughs> like foot, like you, you you see the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl now is like cornhole and skateboarding and 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 um and uh and, and friggin' tug of war and macrame. <laughs> it's like it's like so much stupidness right now. Hockey is even hockey's terrible. Like it's it's all bad. So like so maybe this is a generational thing. Nobody gives a shit about the All Star Games period, which doesn't make any sense. I don't even think the players care. I don't because you know more so for the players. It's it's more so it's media for them, right? So like, man, I don't want to go to this stuff, man. I just want to let me just go get on the court, go put up a couple shots, and yeah, get ready to get up out of here. Go maybe do a quick vacation and come back and let's start the second season off and let's get ready to playoffs because that's what it really is. Second half of the season comes. And like, listen, we gotta start worrying about the seed now, or we gotta start getting in this rhythm to prepare, prepare for the playoffs, because we're trying to make a deep run. It's no more of this. Oh, you know, uh, let me just we're just gonna kind of coast and then get ready, for, trying to get the boats, and then from there, that's when we start getting serious. It's crazy, man. I mean, I mean who, who's to say what happens next? Like Dallas, they can turn it around. I'm more so curious to see how uh, Milwaukee does but also Philadelphia with no Joel and beat mm-hmm. and no, I've been bagging on that guy for a long time you've been trying to tell you've been trying to put me on this guy Joel for a long time I'm like I don't see him man. and then this year he finally showed up and then he got hurt he got hurt um, I'm still kind of questioning the fact that why this guy doesn't play in Denver that's really questionable it's really but weird we'll leave, that, we'll leave that one alone though. Yeah, I'll leave that one I alone. can't even I'll defend that one <laughs> but 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 even before we move off the All Star game for a second, I mean, again, I, I understand they want to gear up for the sec. They're playing twenty minutes. It's twenty minutes. 
think yeah. what are they playing 15 minutes for some of these guys? It, I, I don't get it, man. I, I've never seen players get burned out after playing in the All-Star game either. Like none of none of the reasons I'm hearing make any sense. It, 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 it historically just doesn't match up, especially when guys are playing hard. Some Sometimes for some of these guys, it actually made them play better going into the second half of the season. Right. So I, I don't, I don't get this, man. Like it is, but like I said, it could be generational because none of these, none of these guys want in any sport want to, <laughs> want to play in this game. Like it isn't. I'm so you confused know, by it, man. You know what? I'm taking a look at. I'm taking a look at this box score right now. Durant played 25 minutes. LeBron only played 14. Jokic only played 23. Doncic, Doncic played 23. Uh, Shea played 28 minutes. Okay. See, now this is a little bit different for me because I wouldn't be playing. I wouldn't be playing Shea. If I if I was if I was okay, see, I'd be like, hey, don't be playing this guy more than 20 minutes. Right. Or 15. I'm like, I, I, now this is where I'm like, okay, I'm. I need this guy. I don't want anything to happen. You know, knock on wood. 28 minutes, that's a full game, man. I, I don't know if I'd be playing that game. Like, that. that's kind of ridiculous. But the one that really stands out to me is, yo, Carl Anthony Towns scored 50 points? Who scored? Yeah, I know. And he had like, thir- <laughs> and he had like 30-something in the fourth. What? Yeah, but but again, nobody played defense. But to dispute that point, though, about, about Shea playing 28 minutes, his last game prior to Sunday was Wednesday. And I know you have all these commitments and you're going to parties and all that stuff and all that, but, like, your game was Wednesday night. You had a four-day break until Sunday night, and then you don't play again until Thursday. Still not playing in 20 minutes. I'm st- I'm still saying I don't want my guy playing more than 20 minutes. Get up at least. Well, break it up at least. Give, give, give him four minutes. Give him four minutes in the uh, first, four minutes in the second, four minutes in the, in the third and the fourth. I, I don't want this guy playing – that amount of the amount of the amount of time because you know what? What if you know what I'm saying again? Knock on wood. It's just you. You have that one situation that takes place, especially for a team like OKC, very young, and these guys are thriving right now. These guys are definitely going to the playoffs, right? I don't think I want to take that chance to where now all of a sudden something does happen, and my main guy, my star player, my superstar. I'm gonna give him superstar status right now. No, no, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I'm saying I don't think I want to take the chance and put him in a situation where the possibility of the unfortunate incident could happen. Right, but then you can say the same thing for everybody else. Then you could. Well, see, for 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 Carl Anthony Towns, 28 minutes. He does. I mean, sometimes I watch that game, man. Like, mind you, he dropped that 60 against Charlotte, and they lost, but. For for a lot of these games, he don't look like he want to be there. <laughs> I mean, you know that that that's that's Ant's team, right? So yeah. and Ant has finally found a way to make it work with Rudy Gobert. Because before, when they first got when he first got there, when uh when Rudy got there, they didn't seem to have it figured out. And I was like, man, this is not gonna work. This actually looks bad. And it was actually Carl Anthony Towns is the second guy, but now it looks like it's been reversed to where Ant Man is the first, and it seems like. You know, Rudy is—he's not the second guy, but he is a second guy. And Carthy Towns is just, he's just there. Like, I think we—we're so used to seeing Carthy Towns be that guy. Like, all of a sudden, the way he comes off on some of these games is like, man, does he need to get traded? Because I don't think he fits with the team anymore. 
So for the car Anthony Towns playing 28 minutes in the All-Star game, I would say, you know what? I need this guy to get it together, so play him. Yeah. Because I don't think it would be that detrimental if he went down. <laughs> but but again, but 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 to my point though, like I don't think historically who goes down in injuries in an All Star game. It's so rare. It like it almost never happens. Like True. In seven, in seven, this was the seventy third All Star game. You yeah. you. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say in the entire history there's only one injury. I think there's been some guys had a, a maybe a pulled calf or something here and there. But I mean, but again, it's so it's like it's probably like one percent. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. uh, to me, like I said to, again, man, for such for such a marquee event, and for the fact that guys fight so hard to be an all star, especially to get the accolade and the money that comes with it, yo, yeah. just play. And 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 again, like we're just asking you not to shoot. Like again, those one hundred and sixty eight three pointers, dog. Like yeah. that's that's like come on, man. Like I, listen, I, I know what Steph <laughs> did. It's a one hundred and sixty eight. You had like five guys, five shots from half court. Like, come on, man. Like, it's nonsense. Steph shot the same amount of threes he shoots in a regular game. (laughs) (laughs) He shot four for for 13. That's crazy. Like, come on, man. Like, nah. Everything about that is just, they got to fix it, though. They really got to fix it. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question before before you continue on. Sorry. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. He played 27 minutes. This guy was just on a minutes restriction. How is he playing 27 minutes? I mean, he's at home. Come on, man. I understand it, man. But Okay, listen. You can't complain one minute. Hey, listen, I got to make sure my players are right. Again, Indiana, they're on pace to go into the playoffs. My man just had an injury that actually looked pretty scary when he actually suffered it. Yeah. I thought he would have been out longer, but he came back earlier or on time, if anything. And now, he he just came off a of minutes restriction, and then you play him that many minutes in an All Star game. Listen, this game is way too quick, and these players are getting way too strong now. It's not like back in the day where, okay, you know what, the All Star game was way more competitive. Um, you know, the game was a little bit slower though. Now it's like you're really exhausting yourself. So I guess in a way you can say, the chances of experiencing injury is actually probably higher than it would have been um, years prior. So maybe that there is, maybe there should be a concern moving forward. I can maybe, maybe, maybe I retract some of the statements that I said from before where owners are like, you know what? No, my players do need the rest. Yes. In a way they do, but you know, sports science is different. You can take care of that. That's more. So you better be taking care of your players. Right. I mean, they're, they're grown adults. I can't tell these guys don't be going out all night. Or whatever it is you do, your little escapades, you know what I'm saying? The night before a game, <laughs> please be serious. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. That's that's up for you to actually take that seriously. But then, you know, you come into a game the next day or next night, and then you play however you play. I hope it's, it, it's you know, for the benefit of the team for you to get that win. Some people are kind of there with a different mentality. Some people are there to win. Some people are there to just collect the paycheck. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what hurt, and that's what's hurting. That's what's hurting the game today. Like KD, he wants to hoop, right? And you got other people, uh, Wiggins. We'll use Wiggins. Oh man, here, here we go. You know, you could even, you could even use Shea because, and this guy, I'm I'm on Team Shea. I'm on. He's, I'm a, ho- on he's a hooper though. Fully. No, no, no. He is a hooper, and he's looking at the stats of the All Star game, 
And yeah, he, he's he's you, you know what it is. But the but I remember last year he was the, he was complaining about, yo, we need to like what are they paying us? They need to pay us more. And I'm like, I, listen, I, and I love Shea, I love Shea, but I'm like, dude, this is your first All Star game. How are you complaining? Like you just got here. Like, Man, listen, you know what I'll say to that? You making USD. You already get more money than you should be anyway. Take money exchange. It's all good. You get enough money anyways. It's all going to get the tax at the end of the day. <laughs> Man, <laughs> get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let's move off the All-Star game a little bit. Let's let's stay with Shea and, and the Thunder, and, and, and let's move a little bit with the Wolves. But, like, to, like, I guess to get into some of the questions here, can the Wolves or the Thunder make a real run in the playoffs this year? believe so okay um i believe i believe minnesota can make a deeper run than okc just more so i do too on experience yeah um i mean there's not really a lot of experience on minnesota uh uh in comparison to okc okc just picked up gordon hayward so that's a little bit experience but i don't think gordon Hayward's really been in the playoffs like that so not for not since not not for a while no so I don't know. I don't know how much that could make a difference for them. But um, with Minnesota, given that they have a legit center compared to OKC, that I think will be the difference. And then you have a legit point guard compared to Shea running the point on OKC. I think that's where the difference is going to be because now you got to be able to play the half court set as opposed to uh, you know the whole fast break game. The game's going to slow down. So if you can't get buckets. On you know on a half court set, then that's going to be pretty hard. But I feel that OKC can be successful. I feel that they could get out of the first round for sure. Um, but then again, in the West, yeah, you, we never know what could happen, man. Um, that that eighth that eighth eighth place team could easily really be in a, a third or fourth place team. It's funny to me because I like I, I'm I'm with you. I think I think Soda can go a little bit further or further than the Thunder, but. If I'm a veteran team that's been through these playoff wars and I still have some energy or some legs left, like say the Lakers, for example, like if I'm a veteran team like the Lakers, I don't necessarily mind meeting either one of these teams, especially the Thunder because of the lack of playoff experience outside of SGA. But like, and and honestly, and and Minnesota, because just to be quite frankly, like the decision-making and not so much from... Conley, because you know Conley's a, a playoff vet and a, and a veteran at this stage. You know, like he's, and but I, I'm looking at like I'm looking at Cat because yeah. I, like I I don't think you know Atman's a problem. I, I'm not worried about him. I think he'll be fine, and he's and he has been fine in, in the in the you know in a couple of years that he's been in um, against I think Memphis two years ago and then and, and Denver last year in the first round of the playoffs. Like he he balled out. Like there wasn't any issue with him regarding that shot selection was probably somewhat of an issue at certain points but for the most part like you know he's a dog like he's you know it's gonna be hard to deny him but like cat i'm more nervous of the balls in cat's hands because (laughs) and 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 it's gonna be in his hands a good amount you know what i mean but is he like for me is like is he gonna stay disciplined defensively you know and not get in foul trouble because that's like the biggest thing with him every playoff series he gets in he gets all these stupid fouls and you're like it's just weird, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm like, for a guy that's like a multiple-time All-Star, it's weird to have this conversation about him, about decision-making. It's weird. Like, like, 
like the last two years to me it really exposed him in terms of like just where his IQ was at ball wise. Like it is it just didn't make sense to me. Some games he come out, he's a monster, thirty something points, eighteen boards. The next game he's got like four fouls in the first half. And it's like some of the stupidest fouls too. It's not like it's not like the ref was, you know, being a jerk. It's like, no, like, dude, like what are you doing? Like you're you're basically a vet now. Like how are you still making these 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 mental mistakes? I think the difference. I think the difference this year will probably be just like you said. On top of what you um, what you mentioned is the the, the IQ, the the knucklehead movements, mm-hmm. right? With Carl Anthony Towns last year, yeah, disappeared, foul trouble. We're we're watching these games. We're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on with this guy? Some I don't I don't know how this guy's not locked in. You know, what I'm saying Minnesota hasn't been make they haven't been in the playoffs in a minute. Now you're here. But now you're disappearing. Why is that? But I would not put it solely on Carl Anthony Towns, though, because you got somebody to replace him in Kyle Anderson, who defensively can be that guy and necessarily doesn't have to take shots. So now you just got to find a place out elsewhere. And now when you have knucklehead movements where people are, are punching walls and breaking the wrist, Federway's finest, right. or one of Federway's finest, we can't have that because he's also an integral piece in, in Jaden McDaniels. We can't have that, man. Right. So now this year, I think coming up, you know, him being a 3 and D guy, I think their mindsets might be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure Conley's on these guys kind of telling them, like, listen, man, guys, we, we got to start getting mentally ready now because it's not we, – we haven't been here enough times where we can just turn it on like that. So – I think now moving forward, um, I think spe- especially for McDaniel's, he has he's been kind of off and on this year, but I feel like he will be more relied on come playoff time because of the disappearing acts from from Cat. Right, and I think that will take the pressure off of him to where, okay, you know we're not going to rely on you too tough. We're kind of going to throw some of this uh, another way. I mean, Ant's going to be Ant. Rudy, he'll get his. Conley, I feel like he'll take another piece of that role where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come, we're going to need you a little bit more offensively. But when you see Cat has opportunity, give it to him. And then we'll just, we'll, we'll, let's see what happens with that. And let's kind of feed off that energy. And hopefully he can take away. He can he can roll with it. And I think that it'll be different for Cat instead of this. I, somehow I think Cat still thinks he's that guy on that team. And yeah. I think that pressure is it, it's, it's unnecessary pressure that he's putting on himself. And he's, you know and he's not at this stage. Right. He's not. Right. He's not built right. that way. He's just not. And it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think he just has to accept the, accept the role. Like, if he's locked in, then I think Minnesota becomes dangerous. But, like, I, like, and they're having a great regular season so far. I'm, I'm, you know, it's great to watch them play. But at this stage, I'm kind of like, let's I'm, – I'm looking at the playoffs and I'm looking at him. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to finally is, – is his maturity finally going to match the amount of years he's been in the league? Or is it, or is we gonna see the same shit where it's like he's getting fouled out in the third quarter, you know what I'm saying? Or they can't play him in the fourth quarter because he's got he has five fouls after three quarters. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, just, I I'm just I'm curious to see. But the but the good thing about them is like they're defensively, it's like they're so big and so long. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. it's it's they're they're gonna be a problem, man. Like because I mean defense travels, right? Like that that tra- that translates to the playoffs. The game is going to slow down at some point, right? So it's not going to be this totally 
you know, like running gun type style that we've been seeing for the last few years on the regular season. You know, the playoffs it's gonna it's gonna slow down again. Right. So their defense travels. So I think that's the sticking point with them that I think is gonna be huge. But it, but like I said, and then on, and on the Thunder side, it's like they're young, they're so inexperienced. But you know, I'm I'm that believer of like the team shadows the mindset of the leader. And to me, Shea's one of the most level-headed players in the game right now, even at this stage, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's he's been through, you know, he's he's at least been through a couple of playoff series. I think last fall, what happened with Team Canada, I think for, I think for him is huge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And for people, that, I don't think you, I don't, and I don't think you can sh- like shove that aside because you saw what that did to Steve Nash when he made the Olympics, and then ever since then, like. That was it. Like he became an all star and a superstar. Like after that, like he carried that with him for the rest of his career, and I think that's already. I mean, Shea was already doing it anyway, but I, I think just those playoff chops and those big game, big time moments, and you know, pressurized situations on a major stage. I think he's so level headed. I think if he comes into that in, into playoff series with that mindset. I think the team kind of follows it. Now, mind you, of course, there's going to be nerves, especially the first game or so. You know what I mean? And defense are going to key in on him because now you have two weeks to prepare for one player. But with yeah. that said, like, the way he gets his points, it's so it's so within the floor of the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so within the floor of the offense. It's so easy for him that yeah. I think, like, if he just keeps his head leveled, I think the team follows him. And I think from there, that's when – it can get interesting. They still gotta get. They gotta find somebody in, in the uh, in um in the buyout market. Like, at least as the big. You can't have Chet being the the center for this team. Then like, that's not gonna work well. Right, right. I mean, Chet did. Chet Chet holds his own against Jokic though. Shockingly, he plays good. But I'm just saying, playoff. You know, playoffs is a whole different animal, man. You know what I mean? Especially size, because all it takes is for him to get into. He's their only resistance, and if he gets into any type of foul trouble, say, say they meet, not even Denver, say they meet the Lakers, he gets into he gets two quick fouls. You know they're gonna the reps are gonna lean on you know the the calls are gonna lean towards the superstars. So if he's guarding Anthony Davis, two quick fouls, now all of a sudden they have no no size inside. You know what I mean? But that changes I, everything. But you, yeah, well I think you give him. We gotta hope that AD actually is that guy that shows up though. Mind you, the last few handful of games, his assists have been well over three, three assists. Like he averages, usually he's, I think he usually averages what three assists. I'm not too sure what the what the numbers on that, but um, the last couple of games he's been, I think over five. Yeah. So he's now. It seems that I don't know if, if LeBron is kind of saying, "Listen, I, I want you to kind of set up the offense." Before it was the, it was questionable. It was kind of like LeBron, are you ready to let give up the keys and just kind of let someone else take over because listen man you're still lebron you're doing some things but it's it, you're slowing down now yeah it's, it's time man. you gotta you gotta let somebody take over and i think ad has to be that guy because yeah. we're not seeing the 80 that we were expecting we're not seeing 80 from new orleans you know that 80 was killing and then mm-hmm. he came to la show some flashes usually you see more when lebron kind of goes down or he's, he's um or he's injured and then he really takes over, but I think it's now it's, it's one of those things where LeBron's kind of got to be the second guy, which I don't think he will ever be used to. But it, it's kind of needed. Yeah. So if you get AD that shows up against OKC, yeah, OKC's gonna have a problem for sure. Yeah, 
So that, that's what I mean. They, they got to find a big on the on the buyout market. That's not surprised they didn't trade for. Um, I know people were saying like Andre Drummond because you don't again you don't need a guy to start with Chet. You just need somebody to back him up, and just yeah. even if it's for six fouls, they just need size. So I don't know right. who's who's available on the market right now, but like they're gonna have to try to get somebody. I haven't. I don't know what the what the buyout market is just yet, but mm-hmm. they, they gotta they gotta get uh, they gotta get size. Speaking of uh, things being fixed, um, can Doc still fix the Bucks? <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't think that's a I don't think that's an issue that Doc can fix. I think that's on management. The way that team is set up, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go. They they have Jay Crowder still. They lost PJ Tucker from before, mm-hmm. and then they traded for Dame Lillard and 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 got rid of Drew Holiday. It doesn't really make sense. It didn't make sense when they did it. It looks good on paper, but when we're really looking at the grand scheme of things, how does that work with two ball-dominant players? And the crazy thing about it is the Milwaukee Bucks, when they played from before uh, Lillard showed, before Dame showed up, Giannis would take over for the first three-and-a-half quarters, but the one that would close out the game was Middleton, exactly. And now you've completely taken that role away from him. And unfortunately, now he's got all these injuries. So what do I don't think the roles are completely they're, they're mixed up. No one knows what they want to do. Dame doesn't want to step on toes. So he's like, here, Giannis, you take over. Giannis is like, no, we're not going to ride off of me. I want you to finish it because that's what you do. I want the Dame from Portland to do the same thing over here in Milwaukee. I don't know if it's humility or more of one of those nah listen man I need you to do this because I'm not doing it because let's be real I don't think Giannis wants to be at the free throw line at the end of the game no not to that extent right so it's one of those things where like okay well Middleton's not here so yeah I'm not going to say it but I don't want the ball in my hand so give it to Dame I want I want Dame to have it and and maybe Dame is just like nah it's too early for me to be taken over like this. And maybe Doc might be able to go ahead and say, listen, at the end of games, this is what's going to happen. We're going to look at you to be a uh, dame to be the first option. And Giannis, you're going to be the second option. Are there any problems? If they are, speak now and we'll figure it out. Now, they had a whole week. I would say give them another 10, 15 games. Yeah, Mind you, there's, there's maybe, but there's like what, maybe 26 games left for the second half. I say within the 10-15 game stretch, we might see a different team. Um, so I wouldn't completely count them out, but defensively, they're terrible. So I don't see them going too deep. Well, they're, they're better now with Doc than they were before. They're more like the middle of the pack now. So And and again, like I guess to answer my own question, I, I would say yes and no if you can fix the Bucks because defense is getting better. It is, it's not top 10 or whatever it was, but it's better than when it was before – Adrian Griffin got uh, let go, right? At the same time, though, I-, I hate to rehash Doc's playoff failures, man. I really do, but you can't, you can't unsee it. You, you can't unsee it, man. And I think that really is that really his fault, though. The playoff failures, yeah. when it happens that much, you got to take some responsibility. I know some some of some of it is bad luck, some of it is injuries, but some of it is just plain. 
it's just plain flaming out. Like even last year with um, when they're out three two on Boston, like for your two top players to 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 basically just play the game like they're playing, I don't know, like the Utah Jazz in January, you know, with no intensity, especially for a closeout game at mm. home, like. There's too many times, like you know, where that's that's that shit has been on Doc's resumes. Too many times where his teams flamed out. Like I mentioned this on on um, our previous pod, but I'm like, even the year that they won the title, like when when uh, when Boston won the title in 2008, they played 26 out of a possible 28 games. <laughs> they went 16 and 10 in the playoffs that year. So they yeah. they were far from dominant, even though they were they were far and away the best team in the league that year. They struggled through the playoffs. Like, they barely got through. You know what I'm saying? Like, 26 out of 28. That's the maximum games you can play is 28 games. They played 26 out of them. Like, how is yeah. that even possible? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so for me, it's like, I, you, to me, I'm like, you can't unsee those, those things. And I'm like, and I want to give them a bly a little bit because, yeah, you're coming in halfway through the year. You don't have all your... You don't even have like the guys you want beside you on the bench as, as like your own coaching staff and stuff. You're, you're basically taking Griffins, right? So you may keep one or two guys. You may get your own guys in. So I get that. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to have a, at least at least a year or two to be able to like have it your way. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, but you're also the quote unquote top 15 coach of all time. You like, you know, there's there's been coaches that's come in halfway through the year and 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 steered the ship properly like the last guy was tyron lu right in 2016 mm -hmm. took, took the job over from david blatt they ended up winning a title right so yeah. Yeah. like if he's a top 15 coach i'm not saying you got to win the title but i mean you better be in the conference final at the very least oh man what a cop uh, <laughs> oh man i don't know if that's gonna happen i, I i'm i'm just saying like I, again, like I said, and and the thing is, Milwaukee's in a in a weird position because you 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 have to give him time just because you let him go. Like say they they flame out terribly and they go out in the first round, you got to stick with Doc, not just because of the contract he signed, but you let him go, you're gonna be paying four coaches. Four? Mm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're on right now? Well, because they they're paying three right now because they they um they're still well obviously they got to pay all the Griffin's money and then they're still paying. At least a right. year or two left from a uh, Boonehoser's contract, right? So, right. so you, so you got you got to stick this out with Doc. But I'm just saying at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to hear like, hey man, you know, I I got here halfway through the year, I still need something. I don't want to hear that shit. You're a top 15 coach, right? Historically, right? Get to the right. conference final. Get yeah. to the conference final. You you got Dame. You got you got you got Giannis. You got. The core of a championship team. I know Middleton is has injury history, but implement a way where he can be the the second option. And you know, at the at the last two minutes of a game, you know what I mean. Where if the ball goes to him, like you're okay with that decision too. You know what I mean. Where you know, so I, you got to figure something out. But I'm just saying, like he doesn't have a lot of excuses left. I'm so honestly, I'm 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 still shocked that he got the job the way he did. But it <laughs> is what it is. It's like, it's over with. You can't do nothing about it. But at the same time, I'm like, you can't tell me that, like, hey, man, they they, they lost in the first round. Well, that's okay because Doc got in that. Nah, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Who's your sleeper team? Or who do you think is your sleeper team or teams in the last two months, this, this last uh, two months of the season? Sleeper team? 
Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. Um, a sleeper team, I would say Cleveland. I don't think a, I don't yeah, think a lot. I don't think a lot of people are talking about these guys. Damn it! I, okay, I'm gonna steal that one too. That's actually a good <laughs> one. I had another team in mind. I'll tell you in a second, but no, that that's a good one. Keep going though. That's, um, a, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I was. I, keep, I, was I keep forgetting about them. Actually, they had two players that were out. Two of their main core guys. They had Mobley that was out. He ended up having like cleanup surgery or something like that. And then Darius Garland with the uh, the facial Broken the facial jaw. fracture. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, for them to still be in second place right now, oh man, that. I think they're they're definitely the probably the biggest sleeper team right now. They're not getting enough respect. Yeah, I would definitely right. give that's it to a, them. That's a good one. Fuck, I didn't even think. That's uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, you know what? I, I have to admit, like I, I and don't get me wrong, I have watched Cleveland games, but I do keep forgetting about them. I don't know why I do for some reason this year because Mitchell's playing well. He's actually like he's actually being the player that he's he's actually realizing. The maturity in his game now. Cause he's playmaking a little bit more. He's more efficient. He's been playing really well this year. Um, yeah, you're you're right. That's that's a man. That's a damn good pick. The sleeper team I was thinking of was the Pacers. I don't know if you want to call them a sleeper team, just because I'm thinking with Siakam coming there. You know, we all know it's going to take some pressure off of Halliburton, but defensively they're like they're like Jose Calderon in the mid 2000s. but at the same time i'm like i feel like him being there with the playoff experience and everything else and defensively still a good defensive player i think that kind of helps them a little bit you know what i'm saying and and to have that second star there like i think is gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what how they're gonna match up especially with uh you know with benny math with benny matherin like i figure now with with healed being gone like i i have a feeling like he's gonna now Level up a little bit more in the second half of the season because he, he, he kind of had a bit of a sophomore slump to start the uh, to start this season. Yeah, but we can't forget about Neesmith, though, man. That, oh, that yeah. guy's been he's been hooping too, though. Oh, for sure. They're they're a nice team, man. Like they're a nice team, and I, I just feel like they're gonna make a they're gonna make a run where you're gonna be like, whoa, where do these guys come from? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. The other team in the West, I two teams. The other team in the West. I, <laughs> I don't even know if you really call them a sleeper just based on their history, but I'm just taking, I'm just talking based on this season. A, a sleeper team for me, I think for them, just based on where they are in the standards, I think is Golden State. And again, that's only if, only if Kerr still commits to some of the younger guys on the roster like Kaminga and and, and uh, I can't pronounce the kid's uh, name. Pradinsky. Uh, Pradinsky, yeah, and 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 uh, and, and uh, Price Davis and. You know, if he gets uh, moving off the bench, like I think if he starts leaning on those guys more, like how he was supposed to be leaning on them from last year, Kaminga did the whole thing where, like, you know, the closed mouth don't get fed. He opened his mouth. <laughs> He's been talking like, "Yo, play me now." Curse <laughs> holding me back. Like he ain't. He is not playing around. Like he, the, this year, he's like, "Yo, either trade me or play me. Either do one of the two, but I ain't staying quiet no more." And. <laughs> He's seen the results of it. Like he's been playing, like he's basically been playing really well. And to me, this is why I kept saying last year that I felt like I think Kerr didn't do a great job coaching last year because I thought, especially in the Lakers series, I couldn't understand why Kaminga and Moody was were, were getting like DNP CDs. Like I just I couldn't understand it. They could they could barely get off the bench in the Lakers series where 
They needed athletic. They needed athleticism and and young legs. Yeah. They were getting ran out of the gym, and I'm like, they keep playing Clay 35 minutes. Like, why are they playing Kaminga? Like, Kaminga needs to be in this series. Like, I remember me and Curtis, like Big Brother Curtis on the pod, like we were going crazy like every night watching that watching that series. Cause we're like, why the f- is Kaminga not playing? Yeah. You know, so yeah. so now that he's actually playing, and like I mean, it, to me, it's not a coincidence. Some of that and they need the they need the youth. They need some of their younger legs. They won nine of the last eleven games, and the way Curry's been playing, he's been more facilitating too. You know, yeah, because uh, I think he's been. I think I think um, Draymond hasn't really been playing um, his heavy minutes as he usually does. Right. But I think now they're looking. I think as they're trying to get more shots, these younger guys is kind of like you know, Chris Paul's not here yet. Or not back yet, so right. I think Steph is now going back to, you know what? Let me distribute. But that I th- I feel that that's helped him ease back into his offensive game in terms of scoring, because he wasn't as electric as he usually is. Yeah. But the last couple games, this win streak here, um, he's been he's been looking solid. And then the move with uh, Clay Thompson, the moment that they said he was coming off the bench, I remember telling somebody, I remember telling one of my boys, I said, man. If you don't make the bet that he about to drop some points, you're a fool. And they're like, well, I said, listen, man, he, you're putting him on a unit where now he doesn't have to share. His job is now to score. So he doesn't have to think in the back of his mind about anything. It's just, they'll just score. I think went off for like 37 points. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how he does in the second game. I feel it'll be the same thing. And I hope that actually he embraces that role off of coming off the bench. And Kerr doesn't put him back in the in the starting lineup. So because if that happens, you're absolutely right. I think Golden State moves up. Yeah. And if they don't move up, they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna give people a problem, especially in the playing. Um, if they don't make it into that um that top six. Yeah, but I, I can I can see them like moving up a few spots just because, like I said again, like if if they're gonna utilize the youth finally. And then lean on the vets a little bit more in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like in terms of clutch situations, then it's like that's the balance. Like to me, that's that's why like when they they quit on some of those guys early, like you know like Wiseman and stuff. And I know Wiseman's struggling in Detroit too, but like it, to me, it just it made no sense that he wasn't like he was just too loyal. Kerr was too loyal to to claim those guys, and it's like now he's finally realizing like okay, I can't lean on these guys the same way. It, it's it's nice to see that Kaminga's finally playing. Like it's nice to watch, you know. Like it's, it's nice to watch. Like Moody just now needs to be another guy that gets time too. But it, it's about <laughs> time. Like it's honestly like it, it's long overdue. I thought that was hurting the team for the longest while. Um, before we get to our our um, our award, like our, our updated version of the uh, our, of our NBA awards for the first half of the season, at least, or the second. Second third of the season, at least at this point, because there's only like 30 games left, I guess. So we're, we're basically almost two-thirds of the season done, regular season-wise anyway. The Knicks, bro. <laughs> the Knicks. There's no question. Just the Knicks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. All I got to say is um, I feel bad that Julius Randle, he succumbed to that injury. I know. Bad timing. I know. Um, but other than that, if, if Julius comes back, um, and doesn't have to go through the surgery, and he's able to play the same type of basketball, at least uh, coming back from this injury, uh, the Knicks are going to be a problem too. Yeah. And then we're not even – we haven't even mentioned Mitchell Robinson. Apparently, he just got rid of the boot. So, 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't expect to see him back anytime soon. But Hardenstein been, he been hoping, but he man, he been hoping for uh, Clipper days though. So I don't know. Yeah, he just had, he just wasn't getting a lot of minutes. Yeah, sometimes I, guys I, just need the time, man. That's that's all they needed. But he came out of nowhere. First, well, see, is, is he the first white guy named Isaiah? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Damn, <laughs> never even thought about that. You might be right, actually. It's like a white guy being named Leroy. I've never seen that before. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah he, he ain't a perfect place for that too. Here in New York, so you know them cats. They're probably like, "Hey, yo, I said, yo, Zach, what up? Yo, what up, son?" <laughs> yo, but but uh, yeah, he's he's been great this year, man. Holy crap! Like he's been amazing this year. Like if, if honestly, if Mitchell Robinson comes back at this point. You know, next year we'll, we'll we'll start him, but for the rest of the season, I think I'm 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 running with uh with Hardelstein. Like, you have to. They so, but then you got to pay him though. Is this a contract year for him? I'll check. I'll check. But uh, but honestly, I, I'm I'm happy to see that they're doing well though, and and I'm really happy for you're happy for Randall. I mean, sorry, you feel sorry for Randall. I'm really happy for Brunson because I think oh, yeah. he's finally taking his rightful place as, as like the best player on the team. They just need to get health. It, oh, with all the moves they made, because New York historically in the last, especially this century, has not won much. So the fact that they won the trade deadline, they got a, a bunch of picks. Not well, not a, a bunch of players to, to to fill this roster the way that Thibodeau wants to see it. And outside of OKC, they have the most first round picks out of any team, so they can make trades to like get that third star. If I'm them, I'm not rushing to get the third star right away necessarily. I'm right. waiting for the right one to come along. I'm not gonna rush the process to be like we gotta get one this summer. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see which star gets disgruntled, and or which team is struggling. We need to make a move, and then we're gonna go from there. And, Actually, I, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time with. It. I know everybody keeps saying Donovan Mitchell. Right. I, I'm looking at even if you don't get the third star right away. If if I'm them this summer, I mean. They got a lot of six five guards though, because I'm thinking like I would go after somebody like this Dejounte. Nah, nah. I think Divincenzo fills that slot just fine. Yeah, I, they, don't, they, don't. they got they got a lot of they got a lot of like guards at that height right now. So that's that's the only thing. But like you, I'm just saying, they, I'm just saying they I, don't have to get a third star right now. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think I'd pull the trigger right now. On who? I would I would I would actually make the move. I would probably get rid of. Before Randall got hurt, Randall was playing basketball. He was hooping. Yeah, he definitely would be the guy I would move first. And oh, I you would move him. You wouldn't even get a third star. You would just try to move him. No, no, I would try to get a third star for sure. But I would, I would move him. I would move him for Cat. Mm. I feel that Cat would definitely fit well in that system. The only problem is he can't handle that Kat, media. He well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he definitely would handle that. No, he's from Jersey, so he, he should be all right. Yeah, yeah. He's from Jersey. He, he he should know. He should know better. He knows good and well, man. I can't be going up in here acting a fool, man. I gotta be on my. I gotta be on my P's and Q's. But the only problem with him is he's gonna be under Thibodeau's system, and Thibodeau wants you to play. He wants you to play defense, so he, he's gonna have to be that same guy from when he first came in the league, blocking shots, getting boards. He might hit the, the the points might have to drop a little bit, and then you have OG. Ah, he gonna have to give up some points. He got to give up some shots, and you know he wanted a bigger role. So, what do you do? Uh, right now, it's, it, it's crazy you mentioned the Knicks, man. Anybody that thought that that trade was crazy, they're a damn fool. 
and it shouldn't. It should have been evident from the moment that I, man, the Knicks got so they they got so better. They got so much better. It's crazy. Like you got your point guard. You got your yeah, shooting guard still kind of questionable. But honestly, I believe in DiVincenzo because he doesn't. He's low maintenance. He doesn't demand a lot, yeah. but he'll give you what you need. Even on the defensive side, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Then you got OG on the small position, uh, Randall, who I feel that can be moved, and then you got Hardenstein on, on on the center, and then now you go, you got people that can fill in the slot behind the yeah. reserve roles. You got Bogdanovich so coming off the bench. Man, I forgot about Bogdanovich. Man, another shooter. Jeez, man, if New York doesn't do it this year, I, they better be talking about them next year. And trust me, that's hard for me to say. I know. Oh, I oh I know. Believe me, and and that's and that's the thing too. It's like, oh, we look at a lot of their players. A lot of their players are playoff. They're playoff tested, man. You know, from from a champion like OG being on the Raptors to just long playoff runs. Like you know, Brunson has been on a long playoff run. Randall's been through some playoff games. DiVincenzo's been on some playoff runs. You know what I mean? Bogdanovich, throughout all the veteran teams, has been through the playoffs. Like they got so much guys that's been through the wars. Alex Burks, you know what I mean? Like a guy coming off the bench. He's, he, you know, he's an NBA vet. Like they're just, they're, they're, it's almost like I was talking to my, um, a friend of mine who's a Knicks fan, and we were talking about this on the weekend, actually. And they're like, they're like that one Kawhi move away from being like, oh shit, like, oh, we, man, oh boy. You know what I mean? Like they're just, I don't know who that player is right now. It's not coming to me yet. But like they're just that one, they're that one guy away. You know what I mean? Because as much as I love, I like Randall. As much as I love Brunson, you know, I guess the playoffs will prove it to see. Like, is Brunson gonna? Is Brunson really that? Like, you see that Jimmy Butler where where it's like I'm good in the regular season, but I'm like I'm that guy in the playoffs. You know what I mean? If he's like that, then leave the team where it is and just and just try to fill the holes where you may. But like if if it turns out like they're not quite those guys, then it's like they gotta fill it with that with that superstar. Who was who that person? Can, I don't know. But like they gotta can, figure it out. What about Paul George? Mm. That's a good one. I, I don't see Paul George leaving the Clippers though, but I, that would yeah. be a good one. Listen, he ain't he hasn't signed that extension yet. Right now I say, huh, if you're not signing, what what are you, what are you waiting for? That's my question. I mean, Kawhi, I, I mean, why is he waiting? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing with him too is like you don't have to worry about the money. You no, know, Bomber's gonna pay it. Bomber right. don't care. Bomber's moving into that new arena, man. He he wants all the stars he can get. Like the yeah. Clippers are gonna be a problem too, especially if you know they can retain, they can retain George. But like, I I don't see money being the issue. Is whether he wants to stay in L.A. It doesn't seem like he's complaining about being at home. You know what I mean? Like if they could go on a lengthy run and everybody could stay healthy, I mean, shit. We haven't spoken about Kawhi, but I think that's like the sleeper thing of the season, at least player-wise, is that guy's back. He's 110% back. He's not missing games, and he's under the radar. That's a scary proposition. If he if he gets to the playoffs healthy, Batch, Lord help the playoffs. Lord help the Western Conference. But did you did you, did you you lose faith in him? No, hell no. Him? No, no, no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Not at all. I, I find it hard. See, I can't. I wouldn't even call him a sleeper because I'm like, man, he, listen. No, he's that dude. He's that dude. Yeah. We know right. that. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, sleeper player right now? I, I'm, I'm only saying sleeper player just because we're hearing about all the MVP candidates. Everybody knows that he's been balling, but, like, dude, like, he hasn't missed any games. He's been healthy. 
he looks like the Kawhi. He it's funny people are comparing the like the Kawhi when he was on the Raptors. I actually think he's looking closer to the to the Kawhi before he got hurt with the Spurs. With the Spurs, oh yeah. Like that Kawhi yeah. where you're like, oh shit, like don't pass on his side of the floor, Kawhi. Don't you know what I mean? Don't look him in the eye, Kawhi. Like that Kawhi's he's more closer to that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, that's where I'm like, man, people are. I, I mean, I don't think people are super on the Clippers because they know how they're winning. But I think that the scary thing about the Clippers right now too is they figured out their pecking order. We didn't know how it was going to work out, but they figured it out. Like, no, Kawhi's the guy. <laughs> that is Paul George. Then Harden's setting everybody up, and he's the third guy, and then everybody else falls where they may. You know what I mean? And the way they're playing, it's like, yeah, Kawhi's like, and Paul George is nice. He's always nice, but Kawhi is that guy. As long as he doesn't get hurt, man, the Western Conference is going to be West. I can't wait for the playoffs already. There's going to be a right. lot of late nights, Batch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it's okay. I'm about, to, I'm about to switch the schedule up anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'll be. I think I'll be okay. But I do got a sleep. I got a sleeper player for you though. Who's that? Derek White. Derek. Derek White or Kobe White. Derek. Oh, Derek oh. White. I'm sorry. Derek, Derek White. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Boston. Yeah, he's been he's been really solid. I, I he should have been the reserve for the All Star game. Everybody says that. What is his stats? So I guess it's one of those things where it doesn't really matter because he's been playing so well. Well, he said, well, he's, he's, he's averaging 15, uh, I'm going to round it up. He's 3.9 rebounds, 4.7 assists, one steal and 1.2 blocks. It's basically all the intangibles he's been, he's been doing and his, and his yeah. shooting splits are really good too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, 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 that's solid, man. He's not getting enough, he's not getting enough credit. Yeah. He's arguably been better than Holiday. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that. Yeah, not to knock Holiday, but like he's been like he's been solid. Like like Derek White's been really good, and, and I think it's more intangibles. Like people have been saying, well, like he should have been the All Star game, but I'm with it. Like I, I like I like him too. Like he's been he's been really good. Like Boston is um because of their their past history. I'm kind of like, and the fact that they love to shoot so much threes, I'm still not a hundred percent confident in them yet. What? And, 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 oh, and don't get me wrong. I they're what they're doing is I'm not saying it's fluke. Um um they're they're a legit team. The talent is not the problem. My thing is they this the way they seem to always flame out in the playoffs is one thing. I just I just <laughs> need to see it. And then and, and then the second thing too is Porzingis gets hurt, man. I'm like I, I've been saying this from the beginning of the year. I, I just need to see it. I just need to see the full season where Porzingis is healthy. They get through a long playoff run because he always gets hurt he, and he's been pretty healthy so far he's had some injuries too but Boston's trying to play until June can Porzingis last until June because if, I he, think if, so. he, if he doesn't this team changes I think so they're still not playing them on back to back so and the same thing with, uh, with Horford it's right. like they, they alternate so and then they just made that pickup with uh, Tillman so yeah, which is a solid pickup. I don't, I don't know, man. Boston, I I got them coming out of the East. Yeah, I mean they should. I mean, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they if they if if they if they make it out. But I'm just like, I'm still like, okay, let me see, let me see how they look. I just as long as they're healthy, I totally I I agree with you. But it's just, unless you're unless you're pushing Jalen Brown to the left every single time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I don't even know where that even came from, man. I I, I never even noticed that he didn't go left like that. Oh, last year, yeah, I didn't know it was, it was that it was that bad either until the Miami series. <laughs> I know it was that bad. Well, I mean, props to him for doing the dunk contest, even though he shouldn't have been in the dunk contest. But at least props for, for an all star to be doing it. I give him props for at least doing it because most guys in this position aren't even thinking about it. So at least he did it. But yeah. goddamn, do some better dunks, man. Like <laughs> that 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 one with having um uh Kai Kinnett or whatever his name is or Sinet, whatever his name is sitting on the oh. chair. That was terrible. Yeah. Like that was that was uh that was that was terrible. That was that was awful. That was <laughs> awful. He didn't even do the D Brown dunk. Like <laughs> he did after. After he landed, he put the I was like, what was that? I said, wait a minute, did he do the deep brown? No, he didn't do the deep brown. It looked, it looked like he did the dab. That's what it looked, it looked like. It looked like, he, it looked like he dunked and then tried to dab the crowd. I, I don't know oh, what he was trying man. to do, but that's what they ended up looking like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Before we wrap up, though, man, let, let's 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 quickly knock out our uh, award winners, or at least our updated award winners for at least the second third of the season. Um, do I have everybody up here? Uh, okay, most improved right now. Who's who's your leader for most improved? Ooh, most improved. Um, Tougher category than you think. I, you know what? I'm. A, I'll get that one to Kobe White. Oh man! Wow, you're just stealing. Just all right. Okay. So you just yeah. you just you just looking off my phone. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the same. Just based on opportunity, I, I thought this was just like when I, when the way he was playing this year. I thought okay, he's just on a hot streak, but he's proven now that this is the level. And he's not even in the contract year. He's in, he's actually in the year one of of a three year deal. So yeah. for the stats that he's putting up, the shooting splits and the stats that he's putting up, he's averaging like twenty, uh, basically rounding it off. But he's averaging twenty twenty five and five, right? And he's okay. shooting and he's shooting really well from the field. So based on that alone, he's it is right now his contract. I would say is probably like one of the better bargains in in the, in the sport. He's yeah, $12 million a year. He's giving you yeah. 25 and 5 as a point guard. But see, Chicago, they had expectations for him to be this player from before, though. Right, he right. Just, he just wasn't doing it. Right. But but he's, but he did figure it out, though. Yeah, he's shooting basically 46 from the field, 40 from three, 82 from the line. Like, this is a solid player, man. Like, Yeah. Don't you have him on your team? I sure do. Of course you do. Man, man, what the heck is this? I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. Man, I, I mean, I threw you. I, I could swear I threw you a trade for. Um, I mean, cancer. I said you anymore. He you're not even gonna look at it anyways. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to get back to well, the the main the important thing about this. Uh, um. Okay, coach of the year, or at least at least the the coach for at least two thirds of the season. Who's your coach of the year so far? Hmm. Uh, you know what, Coach I'm, well, I don't know how to say his name. Do it from OKC. I'm gonna give it to him. Oh, um, is it Vigno? No, not Vigno. Yeah, Dagno, Dagno. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I give it to him. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't knock that. I give it to Chris Finch right now. Finch. Yeah, be- best record in the West. Best defensive team in the in the league. Um, you know it's funny. Like going back on Cat for a second, <laughs> like. This the stupidness that he was talking on that on the I forgot who's was a Pat Beverly's podcast somebody's podcast he was on, 
and he was talking about how how they're running the play in, like to, when they won the play in against the Clippers, was better than Denver winning the chip last year. All the stupidness that he was talking. Oh, oh man! One of the comments he made was that like they ain't afraid of Denver and and they can make a real run. Like we laughed at it this summer, but he might be kind of right on at least that one. Because they actually match up pretty well with Denver. They got the size. They got some they got they got the size to match up with Denver. So it's and 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 honestly, they gave Denver a lot of trouble, even though it was a five game se- I think it was a five game or six game. No, it was a five game series. But in those games, like they didn't really get blown out. Like they, they gave them some some fits. So we'll see what the happens in the playoffs, but for right now I'm like Okay, I might have to give him at least that one. Everything else was stripping this, though. Those pure stripping this, but <laughs> but at least that was like okay. I, I might be able to rock with that one. Um, okay. You know what? Uh, defensive player of the year. Ooh, man! Defensive player of the year. Man, that's tough. I might, I might have to come back to that one. Okay, let's six man. Let's go with six man. Ooh, that's another tough one. I say Malik Monk right now is doing it. Damn it. Stop, dude. You fuck off. You're looking at my phone. <laughs> nah, Malik, Malik he he had a he had a stretch where he kind of slowed down a bit, but I say Malik Monk. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um then you have I don't know, Utah's Utah's weird, man, because they had a good team from last year. They didn't really make too many crazy changes, and yet they're not playing the same way. I mean, they just got rid of all of that and whatnot, but yeah. I feel like they're still a better team. And then you have Jordan Clarkson still there. And I feel like he could be that six-man candidate as well. So, ah, oh, man. Yeah, I, 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 I got Malik Monk. But I, I basically have him in there not just because he's a good candidate. I just wanted to show some a, a king some love just based on, on his teammates getting snubbed out of the All-Star game. I don't understand how – I mean, the West is tough. But how, how, does, how, how does L.A. have two players? <laughs> the Lakers have two players in the All-Star game, and they're in ninth. And the Kings have both their best players sitting at home, and they're in fifth. One guy's almost averaging a triple double. The point guard's averaging twenty nine a game. None of them you make the All Star game. It's crazy. Oh, you said you said Sacramento's in fifth. Or oh yeah, well, let, let me check again. But last night, last I remember, they were in fifth. They might be. Yeah, they I know they, they drop now. They dropped the eighth. But prior to their their, their bit of their, their swoon, they were still like they were right there. They were like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, they, they lost a few games to drop down to eighth. But, again, at, at least at the point that I was making, maybe about a week or so before the, for, before the All-Star game, they were like fifth. Yeah. Yeah. They are fifth. Like, Sabonis is almost averaging a triple-double. He's averaging like eight assists. Like tw- He's like 20-13-8. and eight. But, see, that, that that's Sabonis, though. He's been doing that. Right. But, he, I mean, I'm just saying, like, yo, like, that's why I'm giving Malik Monk some love. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of, a lot to do with that. Even though he's having a, a good season where he can win this this six man award, you know what yeah. I mean. But like, especially when Fox has been hurt and stuff, like he stepped up. Especially his playmaking ability. He's averaging like five assists a game. I don't think he's, he's that, that has to be a career high for him. That has to be a career high. All right, let's go back to the defensive player of the year. Um, I mean, before you steal mine is Gobert for me. Before you steal mine, I was I was, I was that's I was see I had Gobert. But I was like, is there anyone else that I'm missing right now? And you know what? No, there's not. I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's funny because with Gobert, like, I feel like I'm hoping he doesn't get exposed in the same way because I, I felt like he 
he got blamed a lot for what happened in Utah, especially in the playoffs. But I thought part of it was because none of his four other four teammates can keep their guys in front of him. They would spread them out, and then they would they kept breaking down their man, and then he would come and help, and and then his man would get exposed. But I think Minnesota, because of their size and the way they play defensively, I think they're going to have a better shot, especially the playoffs, if they try to do that, keeping their guys in front of them. So it's not going to expose him the same way. You know what I mean? Because I thought I thought it was almost unfair the way he was he was he was getting blamed for that because got, like Mitchell and those guys they just couldn't keep their man in front of him. But right now again he's a leader of the defense of the best def- uh, the best defense in the league. Like he should have been an all star too. I mean mind you he really would have not played in that all star game because they don't play defense. So it's probably better he stayed home. But <laughs> it, you know but like yeah I mean right now like yeah he's, he's second in I think he's what he's second in rebounds eighth in blocks. Like he's a leader of, of on on the defensive side, man. So I gotta give it to him. He's been, especially that game recently against the Clippers. Man, he changed every shot in the second half. Man, like they came back and won, and it was like a large part of it was because guys were just afraid to come into the paint. You know what I mean? And then, and then on, on pick and rolls, you couldn't you couldn't you know abuse him the same way. Like he's he's been really good this year. All right, man. Rookie of the year. Let's see if we have some. Uh, <laughs> let's see if we have some opposing opinions on this one. I'm gonna give it to Wemby. Oh, okay, fine. You came over to the. You came over to the dark side or the good yeah. side. You came over to the right side. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Wemby because he's doing his unlimited minutes. So that's the most impressive thing yeah. about it. And yeah. then what he did to the Raptors the other night. My gosh, it's disgusting. <laughs> we talk about the Raptors one. Yeah, like, we had ten blocks last. At one point, he had seven, and all of a sudden, he just shot up to ten. I'm like, oh, man, should I be surprised about that? But the way he was playing, uh, they had no answer to that guy. And now nah, that guy, he's he's different, man. That's seven yeah. six, he moves like a guard. And don't get me wrong, Chet, I like Chet. I'm not I'm not hating on Chet. Like Chet, I like Chet. I like the contributions he's, he's, that he's had on this team. You know, mm-hmm. like he he basically he does give a shit. He has heart. He he has that dog in him. When him and Wemby play against each other, they're not feeling each other. I think that's also great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the leaps that Wemby's been making, like since we did the last podcast together, at least the first third of the season, he's he's kind of like Bambi. Remember the beginning of Bambi, where like Bambi can't walk properly, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> but that to me, that's that was the first third of the season. Now he's like he's starting to find his legs and. He's becoming more reassured now, even with even with his teammates playing the way that they're playing. And I think the fact that he's been around the league, you know what I'm saying? Like he's played everybody at least one time now. And I think with him, it's like, I don't know, like watching the Spurs game, I feel like he's he's kind of like the opposite. He's doing the opposite of what normal rookies do. Because I feel like during the year, it's like he would hit some walls in certain games, like the rookie wall in certain games, because... I think that's probably the most games he's played in this amount of time. Like, how much games do the, the, the teams play in, in France? Like, one game a week, right? Oh, and, yeah. And he's and he's probably played as much games as they've played already. You know what I mean? And, yeah. But, like, right now, I think his confidence is overriding that his fatigue. And, and I'll be honest, though, Batch, <laughs> I've been saying – at least when the season started, I was saying like I think that he's going to win defensive rook- defensive uh, player of the year before his rookie contract ends, and yeah. I feel like I'm wrong. I think he's going to win it by next season. You, you think so? I think so. 
you got to like, win games. You got to win games for that, though. No, no, and that's yeah. That, that, that's the other thing I was going to say too. They, they got to win some more games. But put it this way: not to lean on the point against the Raptors because that shit was crazy. Especially like that part where he blocked Scotty Barnes twice and started laughing up the floor. I'm like, man, <laughs> like that. And and then the shit with with uh, with Grady Dick. That shit was hilarious to me. He made Grady <laughs> Dick do an air ball layup. He tried to throw it up quick. He pelted that. Then he tried to throw it up again and pelted it right back. And I was like, my God. I'm like, what the hell is – man, this this isn't fair. But to me, I'm like – on top of that, I'm like, right now, you know, especially if you're gambling, you see the steals and blocks category? If it's 3.5 on the Wembenyama, take the over every time. He was going to nail it every single time. Wait, what? You know the steals and blocks category in when yeah. you when you're gambling, right? Yeah. Usually for him, the line is anywhere from three point five to four point five. I'm Seriously? saying I'm saying whenever it's three point five, take the over every single time. Don't, don't know. just take I it. Just I don't take even know it. Was that there. Yeah, just take it. Especially when you see it's like negative, you know, minus one twenty, minus one thirty. Like when you see that, just just take it and it's, it's guaranteed money. I don't know, man. Last time you said that was Zion uh, not getting over five rebounds. And that man ended up with like eight rebounds. Nice game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I'm sorry for that. But he he, he still gives you – he's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't explain that one. But um, but no, but, but honestly, like it's like anytime he gets that, like case in point, I think against the Raptors, he was 3.5. And I'm like, I took the over and he got 10. Put it this way. He got anybody a, actually, no, sorry, good. he got 11 because he had a, he also had a steal in that game. Okay. Anybody that plays against the Raptors, play it over. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're trying to tank right now, it seems like. And that's okay. I mean, it, we, the rebuild was necess- it's necessary. They got to go through the rebuild. I just wish it was a better it was a better rookie class coming in. But, you know, but it, but it, it's, it's needed. They, they, they have to do this. The one thing I'll say though already, because I, I think right now he's probably top top three at the very least in terms of most intimidating players to play against defensively. <clears throat> guys are still trying to figure him out, but you see when guys are driving to the basket and he's around, they're like, hook, hook. Like you can see like the hesitancy to even try to fake a shot, much less take it when he's I don't around. Think I, you really have to you gotta put you gotta put those um Steph Curry type footage up. Oh yeah, 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 and get it up fast. You you can't even like play around with that. Like if you're gonna take teardrops, so you gotta do it quick, because he's get he's getting to them shots fast. So it's like it's it's faster than like a Gobert. Like Gobert is gonna wind up and take a little time. He'll get there, but it's gonna take a little time. Wemby's getting there in the blink of an eye. <laughs> you know, but but everybody remember though too that Ralph Sampson kind of started off like this too. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and, he, and he started getting in like his injury history after that. So you got to also protect Wemby at all costs too. But with that said, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually, even though that team is shit, I'm watching pretty much every game until the season ends for at least for for the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, just just to, just for Wemby, just because I, I I love watching the progression. Like he's just getting better every game. Yeah. Okay. All right. La- last thing before we go, MVP. Huh? You want to know something crazy? What's that? Well, uh, actually, no. Right now, I would say Shea right now. Okay. But I'm not going to. I'm giving that. To, I'm giving that to Tatum. 
Whoa. What? Yeah, yeah I'm giving that to Wow. Tana. You? Wow. Wow. I, I, I thought you were going to beat me over the head with Jokic. Oh, no, no. He's – no, no. Joker is Joker. But the thing is, though, they're not really winning games. They're winning games, but they're not winning games the way they should be. Yeah. So I can't give it. I can't give it to him right now. But the person I got to give it to right now is is Tatum. He has managed to play alongside. Well, I shouldn't say he's managed to play alongside, but he's learned to play with Jalen Brown, letting him get his shots off. Distributing when he needs to distribute, scoring yeah. when he needs to score, defending when he needs to defend. Man, man, his game is solid. Yeah, he's tough. He's really tough. I, I, I can't give him the MVP, but he, I mean, he's the best player on the best on the best team right now. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> so that's when he watches games. Like I don't watch a ton of Boston games, but like sometimes I'm like, man, watching him play, I'm like, man, this guy's so smooth, man. Yeah. It's hey man, so he, hey, he really loved Kobe because that game, man, the way he plays, yeah, now nah, it's 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 scary, man. It's scary, and I think he just came out talking about, man. I'm not, he said I'm about to be the face of the league when LeBron's done. Yeah, he's he's saying he's the best player in the league right now. Come on, man, I mean, he got that Kobe mentality. Yeah, and that's okay. That's that's okay, man. Like it's a it, like I think you know some people have said that like he's. He's taking punishment for their 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 team kind of flaming out in the last you know couple of years and such, right? Like he's he's kind of taking um he he's getting the knock for it now in terms of not getting enough MVP votes and stuff. So I mean he's a worthy he he's a, he's a worthy candidate for sure. I mean I'm I'm gonna go with the Joker. Um, I want to pour out a little liquor for Joel Embiid because I thought he was a clear cut MVP of the season before his injury went down. Um, I feel for him because. Like honestly, the way he was playing, like I, I and you know, I've been trying to convince you. <laughs> I've been trying to yeah. convince you, but I'm like, yo, honestly, watching him play, I'm like, it's the most efficient thirty-five points that you see in a while. That's not including three pointers. Like, right. like he's barely shooting threes. The thirty-five points he's getting a game is easy. Like it's it is effortless how he's getting the thirty-five. And whoever's not on his level, like the bigs that are like all stars and stuff, he's beating them. And the guys who are below that, he's just destroying. Like, he's annihilating those guys. Like, any any guys that are not all-stars, he's getting, like, 45 and 20 and just, like, it's a joke. So that's why I'm like, I, I felt bad for him that he got hurt because to me it was like, I think he was a runaway. I think he was a runaway MVP. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel for him. And and Shea, like, I, I, I'm going to give a nod to Shea, too, because I think there's a chance that, especially if they walk away with the best record in the in – the, um, in the league, for example, or in a conference, um, yeah, he might have a real shot too. He's gonna have a real shot too because his stats are amazing. It's better than um, um, it's it's better than Tatum's. You know what I mean? Like, what? His stats are better than Tatum. Uh, actually, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, he's 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 that dude, man. So I mean, I hope he wins it. It'll be great to see him win it, but. I think right now it's probably Joker until and, and I think Denver's gonna make that run too, so where that's he's gonna kinda solidify it. Because they're only like three games behind in the in the West. Like they can you know, they're gonna I, I think they're gonna catch up to to those teams too. All right, so but let's wrap this up, man. Thank you for uh 
you know, for another edition, man. We got to come back and do the, the the final third at the end of the year. No doubt. All right, sir. Appreciate you, man. Man, appreciate you too, man. Yes, sir. Thank you once again for checking out the latest edition of the Av Podcast. Special shout out goes out to Anthony Bachelor, aka Mr. Hoffa. Congratulations once again on the, on your Hall of Fame induction out uh, of Durham College uh, for all the work that you did in the basketball program. Uh, amazing hand claps for you, sir. Um, with that said, uh, once again, we'll be back next week with a new episode, which should be pretty entertaining, I would think. I'm already looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> we're going to be breaking down the, the 20th anniversary of uh, college dropout, plus more topics surrounding uh, that album and that figure. So um, I'm already looking forward to it. It hasn't been recorded yet. We'll be recorded uh, early next week. So that should be quite entertaining. Please look out for that one. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Hit the five stars, please, please. And thank you. All the five stars. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. If there was six, I'd tell you to hit six. But hit the five at least for now. Do me that solid. All right. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts once again. Um, and you can go check out SouthShoreAve.com for the catalog. Once again, that is SouthShoreAve.com. Uh, State of the Raptors address will be out in a couple of weeks from now. Uh, so please look out for that one as well. And stay tuned for more episodes coming down the pipeline. All right. For Anthony Basher, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Shore Ave Radio. All right. Until the next one. Peace. We out.